Hello and welcome to the Looser Sense. I'm Stephen Levanis and with me Adam Billersley and we are your leading source of leftist misinformation. Almost. <laughs> you got my name wrong. That's the what? easy bit. What did, what did I get wrong? You called me Adam Billersley. <laughs> well, I've always thought it could use an L. It's a stupid name. I, what does your name mean? I don't know. We're very rare though. There's only 280 of us in the world. There's only 280 Binnersleys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can go on a website, can't you? I don't think. Yeah, but I could go on a website. There's yeah. a dentist, apparently, and Dutton. I don't know. So there's some prick there's some prick from uh, Huddersfield who's got adambinnersley.com, and it's always annoyed me. Oh, you need you need them to die. Yeah, no. Yeah, he's, it feels like he's younger than me as well, which is also really upsetting. Oh. I didn't get to that boom. That could have been my website, Stephen, when I take over the world. <laughs> That's clearly what you need to do. All I am now doing is looking at what your name means. <laughs> I hope it means like soft lad or something. It's a Welsh That's name. A... Well, we are quite Welsh. Bedfordshire, Buckinghamshire, there's zero of you. There's We're two rare. of you in London. Shropshire, yeah. Stratfordshire. And then, yeah, it, this this website is terrible. Because <laughs> you can't find the address of Binnersley's quickly. Yes, that's exactly why it is. <laughs> Should we talk about the news? Oh, I don't want to. All right. <laughs> Come on. We've had a dearth of it, but coming in thick and creamy, like he does into every one of his partners. <laughs> You don't get that out of I got news for you. <laughs> you don't. You don't get many. You don't really get. You don't. He, he does love a cream pie. You can't say it. the amount of kids he's got. I'm starting to think he's got an impregnation kink. Uh, <laughs> he's got a breeding kink. Yeah, I think he does. It's, you explain it. Explain it to me. He doesn't care about the ones to come out, but he definitely wants to get him in there. Um, <laughs> of course. Uh, I bet he claims he's got a latex allergy. He's <laughs> one of those guys. No, he just tells him that it numbs the filling. <laughs> and he, doesn't, he doesn't say feeling, it's filling. Anyway, Boris Johnson. <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, he's back this week, so um, he... Holiday he's... or in the news? So he's, no, so he's in the news. Um, he got paid. He got paid two hundred seventy-six grand for a speech uh, to insurance agents in America. Bizarrely, um, sure they could have got like somebody better for the Endubs are touring again. They could have got Endubs for less than that. That would have been loads better. Endubs well, has been kicking off at, at the gigs, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's been wild. All these, all these little uh, generation. That, what are they called? Z? Is it Generation Z? I've been turning up. Yeah. And just getting absolutely hammered in by by Kevin, who's been, who's got a beanie on and smokes weed. It's, it must be very confusing for them to actually meet Ndubs fans. Well, yeah. so Boris has updated his uh, register of interests, which MPs are required to do once a month. Yeah, um, and he went to Montana for a business meeting whilst he was on this trip to earn loads of money at this speech to insurance agents. Yeah, and. Uh, in Montana, 
Um, it's, it shows that his airfare was uh, covered by uh, Rupert Murdoch. Hold on, hold on, it gets better. Um, and then it's his air travel inside the US. It was covered by Murdoch, to clarify. Right, okay. And Murdoch also provided him and two members of staffs with, staff with more accommodation and hospitality at an estimated value of 11 and a half grand. Now, it doesn't say who he had this business meeting with, but it is very clear that Rupert Murdoch bought a large ranch in Montana last year <laughs> and, and paid for his travel and took him out on the piss. The thing is, right, I'm confused as to why Boris Johnson needs two members of staff. Mm? Have we have we checked what are the members of, who the members of staff were that went on the trip with him? Um, I have not checked who the members of staff. It's going to be his hairdresser, isn't it? Do you reckon I'm, he's back on with his hairdresser? If one of them is a blonde woman, uh, I reckon I can find this out. I reckon this will be all right. Uh, Boris Johnson, Register of Interests. Um, who, what, who are your bets on? Who do you think is what? Do you, what do you think Boris Johnson requires in order to travel to America? <laughs> what? Apparently who are his people? He'll have a PA, won't he? You'd yeah, think what... some fuck. Oh, you got to think that had happened. John, what he was paid? No. In the in the meeting. No, go on. Um, oh God, a hundred and fifteen thousand and fifty nine pounds by Murdoch. He was paid. It doesn't say here who the members of staff were. Hmm. It just says transport and accommodation also provided for me and two members of staff. Where's this Murdoch one? Where do I find that? Fucking hell, he's had a lot of wedge off Heathrow Airport. There there she is. Pink suit, blonde hair. He's definitely boning her. But you found found her? Or is that who he's gone with? You found pictures of him travelling? Yeah, 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 yeah. Look at this little strumpet. (laughs) Boris is knocking off some bird on the way to America. Yeah. I d- we can't we can't make that callous accusation, Stephen. That's not like him at all. No, I am not. Because his partner doesn't seem to have any sort of crippling disease that would push. <laughs> so you know, you know, he's like he likes some he likes some breeding. He likes some breeding. He does. <laughs> How did you find that picture? Oh, it's in the metro. It's the metro's picture. Oh, the- oh my god! Well done, Boris. He's just flown off to America. Because he can't... What will what his staff be doing? Like, it's, what has he got? A PA? Private yeah. chef? That seems yeah. a bit gauche for Boris. It'll be a security person, and it'll be, like, the... Whatever you call them, like, your secretary or whatever. What do you think he eats? I can't really picture him eating. I can. It's just penguins and glasses of milk. <laughs> Does he dip the penguins in the milk? He uses it like a straw, yeah. That's exactly <laughs> all he does. Bites the top off, bites, bites the bottom off. He definitely has Cocoa Pops for breakfast, 100%. Yeah. Saves the milk as well for for the next bowl. He, he does a Solera system with his milk. <laughs> I just, I honestly can't picture him eating. Oh, I can. He looks like... Um, 
Well, maybe I can't. Maybe does he have his knife and fork in the wrong hand? Yeah. He holds it. He holds it like um. Is is in the background scene of Oliver. <laughs> no, do, but do you think he has a private chef? Who, who do you think these people are? So he's got he's got the the blonde lady that he may or may not be knocking off. I'm gonna I'm gonna say. Is right. it free blonde women? Is he like Dan Bilzerian? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he, only... <laughs> he calls them. He calls them Boris's angels. And <laughs> because <laughs> oh, he's in America, he'll be able to make the uh, Mister Johnson joke, won't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Johnson will be seeing you now. <laughs> Unzip. At regular intervals. Yeah. He's like that man must be extremely charming to pa- to hard pipe as much as he does. <laughs> I, th- I think it's a semi soft pipe at best. Oh, it's a quick pipe, but I think it's I think he's exceptionally hard for the time that he can sustain it. Before he fills them like an industrial industrial donut machine. I mean, he managed to seduce a large percentage of the British public. Tough. I, in fairness, though, he did have he did have the help of uh, Murdoch. I care so little about Rishi Sunak as Prime Minister. I'd much rather just talk about Boris all episodes. Oh, Rishi Sunak keeps shit in the bed. What's still not got What's still not got the pound above uh, one twenty. I mean, I don't even really know what he's been doing. But Keir Starmer's got a new policy, hasn't he? I, I'm convinced that these people are listening to our podcast. Literally, every one of the po- the only thing they need to do is say, "Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna make weed legal and ring fence the money for the NHS." And they've said everything that we want. Like honestly, I, like at this point, they haven't had a policy that we don't favour. And I, maybe it's that's because we're popularists. Do you think that's what it is? That we're dirty, filthy popularists? Like Anton Deck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what does he want? So he wants a new elected house, yeah? Because we're yeah. in agreement. I think we can all be in agreement that it's good that there's a body that oversees the House of Commons, yeah? Yes. And uh, checks the power of the Prime Minister. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that. I think that check and balance we're all agreed probably needs to be in place in if we're not overhauling the system completely and you know what I mean and just go into a system of feathers. Yeah, also we're paying so much for these people. Like so it's between 116 to 323 pounds a day that we pay them. Yeah. And we've got 906 of them. So that means we're paying like top whack 117 thousand and change a year the problem for each one of these unelected fucks like we're playing that cricketer remember the brexit cricketer who got a who got a peerage i just think like but i think my worry right is that the grass is always greener isn't it you like look at these fucking unelected morons just old tory cronies and hand-me-downs and the occasional white person who was successful in business and you're like we need a new what we need is a new elected chamber but then you reflect on the fact that the British public elected Boris Johnson. <laughs> so, like, who's going to be? Who will end up being in the House of Lords if you open it up to the fucking British public? I think if you make it, if you make it 
a second chamber and you make it proportional representation, yeah. then yeah, there'll be a bunch of whack jobs, but it'll act like a what do you call it? Like a what if you did it? I think the I think the way to do it. So we've discussed before, isn't it? It's like you want to do it like jury service, like yeah. and it's just made up of like the, the the check and balance on the political elite should be the public. So you just literally just have you you have a, a cross section of the public in there. That'd be crazy. That that would be insane. It'd but be amazing, and you get um, what's his name. Judge Rinder, he's in charge. <laughs> I just think, I just think, unfortunately, like we can't do that. But we let people, we let, we we'll let twelve people, like, decide on someone's guilt or innocence, and essentially, you know what I mean, have more power than the judge that's in that position. So why wouldn't you let a house of, say, five hundred members of the public have check and balance over? Over the Prime Minister. In effect, because the people are in charge, right? Every four years, we get to boot them out. I, I, I know, I know. But, but I don't think that's the, true. The second house is kind of... Who are you having I, in there? Stephen Bartlett? <laughs> no, no, just... just who, would, ex- who, would, who would you want? Like, what, sort of, what sort of a person do you want to be in there? Do you want like a, like doctors of philosophy? You know what I mean, like learned folk from academia, that sort of thing. Technocracy style? No, mm-hmm. not a technocracy. That's the yeah. technocracy you're describing. But um, I think, I think, I genuinely, if you if you gave me if you gave me the if you gave me the choice, I'd like it to be proportional. So have some fascists, have some commies, and let them scrap it out. But what sort of people are are they? Are they MPs like who've ad- advanced? Do you know what I mean? Or are they? Can anyone stand for election? Same anyone as anyone can stand for election. That's that's the deal. But they can only stand for two terms. And so it, you do everyone so, independent. Yeah, that's the theory, isn't it? You want everyone yeah. to be everyone's independent. There's no political affiliations in this in this house. It's just a group of people. Yeah. That would be good, but they'll never allow that because you know they want to have more power. So what? It doesn't really say what he's suggesting. Like, it's just saying that he like he says he wants it to be truly representative of the UK's nations. Yeah, um, so I think I think that's proportional representation. Make the body smaller, but make it proportional representation, and link it and link it to the councils. So these people are like, so it's like having a uh, like an MEP, yeah? yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, same sort of thing. So rather than having don't vote in those European elections anymore for those MEPs, but you'll have an election for the House of for the House of Lords or whatever the new body is called. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a great idea. Uh, also, uh, it's nice to see everyone coming round on Brexit <laughs> and deciding that the cost of living crisis is in large part. Because we left the one of the most successful marketing uh, free markets in the world, the largest who, most successful, some would say. Yeah, who who and I, I can't stress this enough would have thunk it. What a dilly of a pickle we found ourselves in. Oh, oh also we've uh, I think we've dropped in um, sales to our. To our closest neighbours, who are twenty miles away, uh, by seventy-five uh, percent 
So, and our economy is the slowest growing of the G7 and the first to go in recession. It's all right, though, Stephen. The Conservative Party have got a plan. It just it so t- happens that it's the exact opposite of the plan that they had eight weeks ago. <laughs> oh, that's very lovely. I like it. It's great. I... I think if you keep doing enough U-turns, we can power we can power every electric generator in the country off U- Tory U-turns. I didn't even realise how big a thing this was, and then I heard someone talking about it, and they're like, they've gone from a policy of tax cuts to the tune of fifty billion to tax rises of the tune of fifty billion in eight weeks. And- eight weeks. I, what I want, you, what I love, right, is because they always make the the numbers sound really impressive. Oh, we're going to get fourteen billion off these people, and then you realise that it's people like you, binners, who are going to be footing the bill. How excited are you? <laughs> so you're going to be, in effect, I think, uh, one thousand five hundred and sixty six pounds worse off. Oh, that'd be nice. Year. Lovely, right? <laughs> uh, there's a, there's a, a, number, a number that someone quoted which said that in real terms, there'll be no, like, to get back to the position where we were last year won't happen until 2027. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um it's gonna be it's gonna be brilliant. If like, only people have been allowed, shouted, and voiced their opinions and said suggested that this is what might happen. <laughs> it it just feels it feels but uh, my favourite is that what people earning a million pounds a year will effectively have something like at fifty thousand pounds extra in their pocket. Because I don't think there's, there's not that many people who earn a million pounds a year, is there? What's that, like 19,000 people or something in the UK? The number's uh, really low. Uh, I think it's 300 and something thousand. Is it? Yeah. I mean, that's quite a lot. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I thought it was like 19,000. Maybe I'm, I'm misquoting this. Maybe, I'm, maybe I've got the wrong... 88.2% of statistics are made up on the spot, as Vic Rees once famously may or may not have said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, what else has happened? Oh, Trump's back, isn't he? In on both in physical form, standing for election, and on Twitter. Yeah, allowed back on Twitter. I'm That's, happy about both. I did say I was missing him. Let's let's go through some Donald Trump facts. Most uh, his high profile picks, and by that I mean his craziest picks, didn't go through. He's seen as the leading cause of why the party didn't perform as well. So it was abortions and Trump. He got told not to run by all of the bigwigs, all of the backers, all the financial people. And then Rupert Murdoch uh, declared his race in the best way imaginable. Gave him a, a banner at the bottom. Florida man makes announcement. <laughs> Incredible. Florida man with him. Oh. That's incredible. Yeah, and it's so clear that the only reason he's running is to... Um, 
try and stop the fact that he has been caught fiddling. You know, he's been caught messing with finances. He's in super big trouble. And the only way he can do it is get make himself president and pardon himself. <laughs> it's a move, isn't it? Yeah. And every, oh, the entire the entire Republican Party, apart from the Q-obsessed weirdos, want DeSantis, who is truly a fucking whack job. Does it matter what the Republican Party want? What's In a way, yes. I don't know anything about DeSantis. DeSantis, uh, Florida governor, uh, against uh, vaccines, uh, against trans and LBGTQIA issues. Yeah. Just a, basically, if it's a human right, he doesn't like it. <laughs> so, so is, are they hoping for him over Trump? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big style. Because he's an effective communicator and he's young and he's quite handsome. And who have the Democrats got? Biden again? Biden again. Biden again. Is that it? No, they, they, he, people can run against him. Yeah, do you certainly. think that'll happen? I hope it happens. If DeSantis goes... When do they have to announce it? Has Trump gone early? No. We're two years before. This is where you get your announcements. But everyone's gonna. I everyone's doing their final checks now. All right, and so it's not been announced yet. Who have we got here? Uh, Biden. What? Yeah, Biden's going again. Yeah, Harris. Oh, is he going- maybe Harris. Oh, uh, that Pete Buttigieg, Buttigieg fellow whose name I can't pronounce. Buttigieg. 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 Gavin oh, Newsom. Fucking Gavin Newsom. No, this must be an old list. That's the old list. That's seven days ago from The Hill. Current affairs, that, Stephen. On the Hill are on the cutting edge. God, that guy got trounced so bad last time. Why yeah, would he go yeah, again? Yeah. It's terrifying. So I mean, I'd like it. If, if, um, if DeSantis goes, I think AOC should go. Because they're both popularists in different ways. And as we've seen, if the youth vote turns out, it cancels all the old people that died in the election, uh, died from COVID. <laughs> died in COVID. <laughs> the Republicans essentially killed their own voter base. Yeah, exactly. The fucking suicide. Is that vote. why the Conservative Party is so far behind in the polls? Oh, no, they're they're behind in the polls because they consistently have been stealing for, for fucking <laughs> 10 years. Have you seen... Oh, man, did you see the BBC reporter? Speaking no. to speaking to one of the ministers, uh, no, no. they were talking about like they went, "Hey, how come we're performing so badly versus every G seven country?" And the and the person went, "Oh, well, you know, we've had really unprecedented things happen. COVID." And the person goes, "Stop! We haven't been growing at a good rate since two thousand and ten. What happened in two thousand and ten? You got in power. Now explain what's happening in the economy." Why should we trust you with the economy? <laughs> Amazing. I was like, this is good. <laughs> like, it just feels like everyone's everyone's like spicy now. <laughs> everyone's spicy. It's just it's gotta be the death throes. 
You've got to be witnessing the death throes of this conservative government, surely. Oh, I forgot to, I forgot to say about Hancock. So, <laughs> Hancock also updated his uh, register of interests last month before he went into the jungle. This is amazing. Oh, God. <laughs> Hancock um, was paid £10,000 for a speech um, basically explaining why the government should be backing cryptocurrencies. <laughs> What a fucking genius. <laughs> the, the, the exact week that FDX crashes <laughs> in a ball of flames. Not crashes, my guy. It's a proper big financial crime. And it's it's really interesting. Go read an article on it like to get more of the details. But um, the chief financial officer has done this before. <laughs> um, literally. Take, like, you just... If you're a, if you're a, an exchange, you don't touch the principal of anybody's account, right? Yeah. That's like, everyone kind of agrees that's a law that you shouldn't be able to do that, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, and you, you just increase your surcharges, right, to balance your books. Mm-hmm. But this person was taking money out and seemingly right up until the end was funneling it to different accounts to try and basically salvage all the money because he'd stolen some. So he was like, right, I can't pay everyone back, so I might as well pay no one back. <laughs> and people's entire livelihoods have been wiped out. Um, Yeah, it's, it's super interesting. Like the brass balls to spend, what, $10 billion, I think? How much did FTX so- lose? I don't know. What's the number? Sixteen went from sixteen billion to zero. All right. Okay. Yeah. That's his, that's his fortune. So they filed for bankruptcy protection. Yeah. But uh, and in that, you've got to like give him your finances, and they're finding like loads of financial irregularities, and basically he's going he's going to big boy prison. Like this guy's <laughs> going to go away, and so they, it's everyone. Him. I, I don't know if they've nicked him yet, but they definitely will nick him. He's surely going to do a runner, isn't he? If he's no. siphoned off a billion, I'd be giving me private jet by now. On the Costa Bravo of all the Scouse Coke dealers. He's oh got to make God. a run for it. I've got... Sorry. I've just got an email. Oh, has your Bitcoin crashed? No. I've been chosen to be someone's partner in a Tomb Raider live experience and I have to sign this health and safety waiver. <laughs> what, what, is, what, what is a Tomb Raider live experience? We're going to find out. When it, is this today? Yeah. What? So you what have you you've been invited to a Lara Croft's Tomb Raider experience like an escape room? I think it's I think it's a middle class escape room. Have you got to dress up as Lara Croft? Please wear fingerless gloves. <laughs> Walk around with your jugs exposed. Have you got have you got tight enough shorts? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got I've got booty shorts and a and a shirt tied at the bottom. Where is it? It's in the London. jungle. London. Okay, that's good. At least it's not in Malaysia. 
What happens is I've dropped in the middle. It's an SAS type experience. <laughs> on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> oh my god, I'm going on zip lines. I'm scared of heights. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with this woman? I swear, right? If a birthday doesn't go past where she puts me at the highest thing I possibly can, right? You know, the, the first year we went out, right? She was like, oh, I've, I've got a surprise for you for your birthday. And she takes me to an open roof, an open rooftop, right? And like, it doesn't have sides, it doesn't have a railing, and I just sweat the entire time I'm on the rooftop. And now she wants me going on zip lines. I have to run. I have to run. <laughs> you are getting. You actually pretend this be Lara Croft. Do you I, have to I, do? Do you have to do like side spinny jumps over a ravine? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't have to. What's Stephen? Oh, don't worry, he's just glitching in the corner. <laughs> For some reason, he's trying to lock. Lock. <laughs> what? What did the waiver say? Oh, that. Yeah, it was like you I'm going on zip lines. Lose, lose your life. Yeah, if you have a heart attack, please don't. Please, please, please don't, don't call us. Just let us know. <laughs> Going on a zip line. Wear comfortable shoes, it said. Wear comfortable shoes. Yeah. Please, can you go dressed as Lara Croft? Oh, God. I don't, Aria wouldn't leave the house and we're meeting all of her friends. <laughs> you can wear it underneath. Um, Aria's now passed me a note like this is, like, like I'm, I, I'm a Prime Minister question time. And it just says, I'm sure you don't have to do the zip line in capital letters. <laughs> It won't be the full experience if you don't have to do the zip line. She's screaming at me that I stood on that roof saying... <laughs> oh, yeah, I stood on that roof saying nothing, which made it fine. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't, I don't mean to I don't mean to characterise her as anything other than a... <laughs> Does that say constipated? How dare you? <laughs> I'm not reading that. <laughs> When you go on that zip line, you won't be constipated. <laughs> I'll be doing. I'll be doing. They'll call it the brown line after I'm done. <laughs> uh, right. What else is happening? This as the World Cup in it. World Cup starts. To- <laughs> the jewels remain still gleaming, and we've also got. Um. We've also got a, a new uh, Three Lions song. Have we? Yes. Okay. How does it go? Is there a uh, remix? Is it is it Skinner and Badil? Skinner, Badil, and the man from the Lightning Seeds. Ian Brody. I don't know. I don't know their name. His, his name's Ian Brody. I know that because a friend of mine used to think he was the greatest ever British singer-songwriter. I've never met a man who was a bigger Lightning Seeds fan. I'm trying to think of... Uh... I'm trying to think of a British singer-songwriter that hasn't gone racist. Uh, Billy Bragg. Oh, yeah, there we go. There we go. Billy there you Bragg, go. You're yeah. always safe with Billy Bragg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the thing is, though, he's not that good, is he? Well, I like I, Billy Bragg. Name name one song you like of Billy Bragg's. Milkman of Human Kindness. No, I think you're wrong about that. <laughs> I think it's a bad song. The milkman, a human kindness. What's exactly. wrong? That's brilliant. Exactly. No, 
you proved my point. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it seems it seems uh, that the World Cup has started with bribery allegations. Yeah, how much money have they gone? Uh, Seven point four million a player for Ecuador to lose one nil in and to be scored on in the second half. Wow. And when are they playing? Are they playing Qatar? Yeah, today. Wow. Oh, no, it's Monday. I don't know, it's tonight. Tonight's the kickoff. Oh, then. Is that yeah. the first match? I'm going uh, to watch it, see what they do at half time. Could be. Well, they're gonna, if it's nil nil by half time, you're going to hear a lot of people booing. Because. <laughs> Like Ecuador should smash shit out of Qatar, shouldn't it? Like, be honest. You think so, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think uh, so. But I'm not going to be watching it anyway. Yeah. I don't. Th- I don't think I can watch it. No, you're out. Yeah, I'm out. Like, like you know, I stopped. I stopped following my own team because they because they got in like a, a, an abuser. But and yeah, they just can't stop having. Uh, and now they got a rapist and stuff. So like, I'm okay. Like, I'm okay not watching it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe you've been the bad omen. Maybe that's this is the year that England win. Maybe it's your fault all this time. You need you need your hatred of them. No, I think I think genuinely it might be all the English people who take to Twitter to call all the black players racist names. Ooh, that's a big number, isn't it? Did you see yep. that? So Twitter have failed to stop 99% of the race hate comments directed towards, towards footballers. Yeah. Come on, Elon. <laughs> you know what he said? He said, comedy's now legal on Twitter. <laughs> and since then, no one has stopped laughing on Twitter. So is Twitter going under? What's the crack? Are they, is the share price plummeting? How does a company like that cease to be? Well, it was worth forty-four billion when he bought it. <laughs> yeah, and he sacked, I think, almost all the staff after sending the craziest email out. <laughs> Basically, he said, "Hey guys, so you're either going to work under crunch conditions, right, for the foreseeable, or you can leave." And everyone just went, all right, I'll leave. (laughs) He then locked everyone's passcode out because he didn't want them to do anything to the code. Mm -hmm. Right? But then he ended up locking some people in the building because he locked everyone's passcodes out. And all those buildings are like scanning, scan out buildings. Yeah. So he had to try and call back the person who does all that stuff, but he'd fired that person. (laughs) And then people were staying overnight in the building because they couldn't get out of it. And it it just feels you can't run a... You cannot physically run a company that big on 235 people, is it, or something they've got left? And you can already see faults on the Twitter app. There's no one doing any of the any of the basic things that run a platform like that. 
And <laughs> that's why there's just loads of hate speech on there. Woo. So do people just ignore it? People probably like that hate speech, don't they? Obviously not the people it's directed towards. But if you're into hate speech and you haven't got a place to do it, carry on with it. Do well. No, because like any... Because like they won't be able to attract the good people to work there. Ultimately, that's why these like right-wing really like right-wing apps don't work is because developers are like, yeah, I believe in freedom of speech, but that doesn't mean that you get to be racist. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, because like people are going, oh, it's freedom of speech, but they're forgetting that consequences have always exist. Just because now you call it woke nonsense doesn't mean you can just be racist to people still. And, and like, you've got people, like, in the same vein defending the World Cup, you know, and equating equating the, the disturbances bef- before the Brazil World Cup, which were about Brazil not spending that money on stadiums and spending it on uh, social social care. And it's like, I don't, it's different. This is different, you know. Uh, fans are being warned not to be gay. We're sending we're sending gay footballers over there. It's just like rumored gay footballers over there, and it's like um, we we've been told not to wear our rainbow armbands, or we might be arrested. <laughs> Harry Kane's on with it, isn't he? Harry Kane's going to smash out his rainbow armband, and then Harry Kane is not coming back from the World Cup. Yeah, he's going to get both his hands chopped off and like he's going to have to start making bricks for whatever <laughs> mega project they want next. <laughs> Jesus. Like, I, just, I just don't... like. It's a shame for these players because most of them, like not not all of them will get to play in a World Cup again, right? Uh, I mean, loads, loads of the best players aren't playing in this World Cup because of the timing of the World Cup, you know what I mean? There's loads of play. There's loads of players who are injured because it's mid-season. Yeah. And normally there's a break between the end of the season and the World Cup in order that players, you know what I mean, who've got like three, four-week injuries can recover. Yeah, and it, we we've chosen one of the hottest places on the earth. It wasn't that hot, you know. It was only thirty-three degrees when the England team were training. I thought it'd be hotter. It's winter. Yeah, but thirty-three is not bad. I thought it was going to be like 40 for him. If it was summer, they'd be dead from heat stroke. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, it seems a sensible decision to have done it in winter then, doesn't it, when he put it like that? <laughs> no, I think it, it, like, it's just, it's just weird to, what, we're, we, we stopped, they've stopped now, the football, all football stopped, that was the last game, last weekend. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like only a week. Where's when's where's the next big Olymp- Olympics being held or that? When's the, where's the Olympics? Is it in Afghanistan? <laughs> <laughs> what year's the next Olympics? It's in Russia. It's in Russia this year. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. been in Russia. And it was a, that was a joke, Binus, because you know the war. All right, where is the next? Oh, it's in Paris. They're all right. The French Olympics twenty twenty four, Paris, France. That's okay. That's not too bad. Yeah, we like Paris. We do. It's lovely. Uh, how many times have you been Paris? A couple. I've I've just been once. First yeah. time this year. 
Yeah, it's a really nice, lovely place. Yeah. I like everyone was telling me that the French were gonna be rude. No. no Everyone's super nice. nice. Yeah, really yeah. nice. Yeah, exactly. I was like, where did he get this rude reputation from? Is like because every nineties comedian, an early two thousands comedian, was trying to convince me that the French were rude. And Jeremy Clarkson for years. I think it's mainly Jeremy Clarkson. Do you think that's what it is? Jer- Jer- Jeremy yeah. Clarkson walks about the place oafishly and just they makes weren't us- really um, they weren't really stereotyped on TV. The characters in all, in a lower low were all lovely. Yeah, but they were they were freedom fighters. Mm, not all of them. Yeah, some of them were, were Nazis. <laughs> some of them were Nazis. <laughs> the Nazis were quite likable. What is it? Hair clip. Hair flick. Hair. F- no, is it not hair clip as no, well? Hair flick. I don't know what the blonde lady was called. The the bad guy, the main the main Nazi was called Hair Flick. And then there was the blonde lady Nazi, who Hair Flick was shagging on the side. Right. And, and then and the old, I remember the old lady who lived in her bed and had an ear trumpet and a, okay. a harassed gentleman who was the uh, manager of the restaurant. Uh, Helga Glee. Helga. Yeah, I remember Helga. She Listen. gave me some confusing feelings as a young man. Otto Hair Clip. Flick, you're right. Lieutenant Hubert. Yeah. Officer Crabtree. Yeah. And, uh, oh. Why is it Why is it not telling me his role? I don't know. Why are you just reading the cast of a low, low? This doesn't make for good, good podcasts. <laughs> You're just reading out the a low, a low Wikipedia for no reason. <laughs> I think we've all just seen a little bit into my mental dysfunction. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm not. Should we come back to the news? No, let's really deep dive into hello, hello. Let's talk about George Osborne. Ah. Uh... Right, this uh, this information is based solely on a scurrilous tweet, which has a, a pretty good backstory. So the tweet was by a person whose name I can never remember. Let me check it properly. Let me credit her. Uh, 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 uh. She on Twitter. She's called Doctor Brooke, Brooke Magnati, and Magnanti, Magnanti, Magnati. I don't know. Um, and she is the person who the Belle de Jour novels were based on. The former high-class escort to the stars. And if you remember, there was a Billy Piper-fronted uh, TV series of it as well. Called, she was she was pregnant uh, in one of those seasons, Billy Piper, and they shot it around her being pregnant. Really? Was it Boris Johnson's? <laughs> yeah. Or Chris Everyone's. Evans's. <laughs> so Dr. Brooke, Brooke Magnetti, in reference to um, Pig Night when it was revealed that uh, David Cameron fucked the pig's head. Was this, was this Bullingdon Club initiation? Yes. I'm going to go with that. So George Osborne's, apparently, according to Dr. Brugman Natty, is that he didn't have to fuck a pig's head. He had a pigeon's taped head up his arse. He had a pigeon head taped up his arse. He had a pigeon's, a pigeon's head was taped to secure its beak, I'm assuming, so it didn't cause any lasting damage, and then yeah. inserted into George Osborne's anus. And there is a YouTube documentary about it, if you are uh, that way inclined. I haven't watched it, but I know that it exists. I don't think... Mm-hmm. Right, you, 
your bumhole's quite greedy with stuff, right? So without a base, without a trace is very much the vibe. <laughs> I've been waiting for pigeon without a base, without a trace. <laughs> If only, if only without a trace, instead of been a detective series about missing persons, it'd have been seventeen series of looking for the various objects in people's anuses for fifty minutes a week. I'd have definitely watched that show. <laughs> it would have definitely awoken things in me. <laughs> would you rather fuck a pig's head or have a pigeon's taped head inserted into your anus? What, for sexual gratification? No, to get into this fucking this club. It seems easier to put a pigeon to pop a pigeon's head up your ass, don't don't it? Because mm. I've had I've had larger things up my bottom. Yeah. I think I'd have fucked the pig's head. You think you'd have fucked the pig's head? I think yeah, that's more I, humiliating to me. I'd have been worried about the sharpness of the beak. You go in you go in neck first, don't you? Where's the rest? No, don't go in neck first, Stephen. Absolutely neck first. Because no, all it's like, because it's not, it's not attached to the pigeon. You realise, so yeah, I don't think they'll very effectively cauterise the wound from where the pigeon's head was removed. You're saying I can put tape over it, right? I, I think you're taping the beak. I don't think you're taping the wound. No, you tape the wound. You don't want like pigeon blood in you. That's definitely how you turn into a vampire. Gotta be. <laughs> Gail Platt from Coronation Street looks like she's got pigeon blood in her. <laughs> Do you think well, we really we really are putting 90s references on the map today? People know Jesus. who Gail Platt is, don't they? No. Do they know? No she's still in the show. Is she? I don't know. I've no idea. I don't even know if it still exists. I reckon she's still going, Gail. Because she was married to that fella Kevin, weren't she, for many years? You were a uh, mechanic, I believe. This this character has been married so many times. Was she the one who married the uh, fellow she, she met to... on her holidays? Yeah. No, it was Deirdre. Deirdre yeah. Rashid. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know. We're not. I'm not googling more nineties TV shows. It's not happening. You haven't even found out with Gail Platt still in Coronation Street for us. That's an easy search, surely. you just got to search Gail Platt and you'll be fine. Is Gail Platt still in Coronation She fucking Street? looks like a pigeon. Uh, she played it since 1974. What? And she's still active. No way. That's amazing. That's some oh, commitment, that, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's left. She's left. She's gone? Yeah. Oh, what happened to her? Did she die? Why did she leave Coronation Street? Is Gail leaving Corrie for good? I think she died of a heart attack. Gail did? Or the person who plays her? The person who plays her. No, no, no. Gail did. Oh, that was sad. Uh, That's less sad. What? Why? (laughs) 
Right, we can't. I'm not. We we spend too much time on hello, hello, and Coronation Street. I don't <laughs> care what Gil Platt's doing. But I really you... couldn't give two arse fucks. <laughs> you go neck first. You take down to, the neck. And would you, you rather? Uh, would you rather fuck a pig's head or Gail Platt's head? Gail Platt or every day. <laughs> it's not attached to anything though. It's a dead head. Oh. Oh God! Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So you're ne- you're you're having necrophilia in Gail, beloved Gail Platt of Coronation Street fame, or an anonymous pig. It's going to be more disturbing to do the disembodied human head. I think so, especially with Boris Johnson clapping you a beat. <laughs> Why was he born so beautiful? Why was he born at all? <laughs> Boris Johnson's like, oh, he's gone for the wrong goal there. He, you know. it's like he has, didn't even come in that pig's head. What's wrong with him? <laughs> he's, he's not. He can't. He's not going to get a baby out of coming in the I, mouth. I think. You know, that's what it is. I think Boris must have like super premature ejaculation. That's how he keeps impregnating all these women. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. He's going early, like before he's even started thinking about putting the condom on. He's already fired like a stream over her, like confetti. You know when you see those uh, videos from American theme parks and the dad's tricked his kids into standing by the bridge where the blog flume comes over? <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what it's like as Boris Johnson takes his trousers off. It's like being by the British <laughs> Sea on a windy day. <laughs> Just grannies getting pushed into the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> I, we spent most of this episode talking about Boris Johnson's spunk, which I'm not opposed to. It just feels like there's more news out there, right? Okay, let's do a quick, a quick. There's, there's a quick roundup in there. There's some more. We didn't. There's football stuff we didn't cover, so we didn't cover the fact that the uh, guards are getting paid 35p an hour. And did yeah. you see? Did you see the speech by Gianni Infantino? Yes, I did. Oh, the president I'm of FIFA, gay. wild. I'm gay. It's it's such a tone deaf speech. Such a tone deaf speech. Doesn't get. He doesn't feel like he understands the issue, but got told he had to understand the issue. And then someone described human decency to him, and he went, "All right, I've got it. I've got it." What he basically said was he admitted that he's not. These are his exact words. It's, It's funnier if you just read it. He said, "Of course, I am not Qatari. I am not an Arab. I am not African. I am not gay. I am not disabled. But I feel like it." Because I know what it means to be discriminated, to be bullied as a foreigner in a foreign country. As a child, I was bullied because I had red hair and freckles. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Imagine the privilege. (laughs) Our ginger. Our ginger child in Italy. Can you imagine? A ginger boy in Italy. We were were imprisoned. At that time, they imprisoned gingers for just being ginger. Every morning, I'd wake up and be fed a a hand of cold gravel and beaten. (laughs) Fucking hell. It's like a Yorkshireman sketch. He just doesn't Um, get human empathy in any way, shape, or form. Right. Then you've got uh, Joe Joe Lysett burning £10,000 to try and shame David Beckham. Has he done it yet? Once again, restoring his position as a national treasure. I think it's today. It's today, is it? Right. Oh, that'll be good. That'll be nice to see. It'll be exciting. (laughs) It will be exciting. Because that's a crime. What? It's a crime to deface the the currency. Is it? Yeah. 
what's the what's the punishment? A fine. Um, <laughs> Ironically, it's, I think it's one of them Victorian punishments. You only get you only get it if you're poor. And unfortunately, Joe uh, Lysa isn't poor, so he should be fine. <laughs> but yeah, it just feels like like I. It is a moral quandary, right? Do you take ten million pounds and ignore every single one of your one hundred and fifty million? Is that how much David Beckham's got paid? Yes. Jesus, I couldn't turn that down. One hundred and fifty million. Oh, that's that's an upsetting. Exactly. We just found out where your moral line is, haven't we? And it's somewhere between ten million and one hundred and fifty million pounds. No, it's before ten million. How much would you have taken off the Qataris? (laughs) Free, free holiday, free holiday. <laughs> just a trip, just to go in one of the uh, 175 pound a night pods and to buy a beer not near the stadium. Oh yeah, you're not allowed to buy beer there now. To which Budweiser tweeted, "Well, this is awkward because <laughs> they're the main sponsor." I mean, they've had 12 years. They've had 12 years to say no beer, and they've, yeah, waited, they till t- the, they've waited till the last day. They've also taken Budweiser's money. <laughs> Budweiser have got to be suing them, right? Got to be, right? But go. I don't know how it works. How do you? How does a company enforce it against the government? Well, it's a contract, isn't it? But I mean, like, literally, what are you going to do? Like, does Budweiser hire mercenaries and charge it? Yeah, it'll be like it won't be like. I'm not sure of the uh, company structure in Qatar, but I don't think it'll just be the government, will it? They'll have to have some sort of body, like a World Cup body, like like FIFA Qatar. Yeah, yeah, they will, but ultimately, does that just declare bankruptcy and fold? And then what? What do they take? Four stadiums in the middle of fucking nowhere? Like, <laughs> like it's going to be. I, I mean, I I'm normally very passionately. Uh, I, I I love the World Cup. I think it's a a spectacle, but obviously, it's marred by uh, this situation. I think every year it's marred. Let's let's be honest. Like it's never like the cleanest moral thing. Well, no, because FIFA are involved. <laughs> yeah, God, they fucking love taking bongs. <laughs> they fucking love it. I don't like. I'll never understand it. I'll never understand it. But that's what happens when you just let people who've been like cheating, uh, who've been gaming the system, so they can win gambling bets their entire career. <laughs> did, you, did you ever? Did you did you hear about the throwing scandal? In the early two no. thousands, right? Okay, so you can't you can't bet to lose, really, right? And you should, and you're not allowed to now bet on the games, right? But people would like give their brother or cousin like ten grand or whatever, and go like, "Hey, first throwing, put it on us." They talk to the opposition people, go like, "Oh, I'll give you a grand, just make sure we've got the first throwing." No one's no arm, no foul. First minute, throw it. You know what I mean? And they would. It got so bad that people were just like booting it off from the from the kickoff. <laughs> you know, so like you can't trust these people. Like, well, of course it's dodgy. But yeah, uh, what else? Um, uh, a dog got lost and then handed itself into a police station. No, it didn't. It bloody did. There's a video of it, and it's the only news I've cared about all week. <laughs> That's super. What sort of dog was it? 
Uh, it was one of them sheepdogs, black and white ones. A border collie. That's the one, thank you. <laughs> yeah, incredible news. Uh, what else? Oh, a man drank 12, uh, 12 energy drinks and his pancreas ate itself. In 10 minutes. In 10 minutes. Yeah, 12 energy drinks to, impre- it was to impress his colleagues. <laughs> that could have happened to any bartender <laughs> five years ago. It is very, very... He didn't tell the doctors what he'd done. Really? No. No, no, he can't have done that. Oh, no. That just feels... No. He went... He got admitted to hospital. (laughs) Um, And... He was admitted to hospital with a number of mysterious symptoms and he just didn't tell them and then he died. He died of embarrassment. He died of potential embarrassment. So one of my one of my favorite fake facts is that most people, most men choke choke to death on their own in the bathroom of restaurants rather than in public. Because they're embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> That's a brilliant fact. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Okay. We've also got uh, uh, a football. A goalkeeper was made to drink some guy's piss. <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. So, so he left his water bottle unattended. A gentleman poured the water out, peed in it. He had a no, sip. Switch bottles. Switch bottles. Yeah, he brought his own piss bottle ready for the occasion, which shows more which shows more foresight than I would have had. Oh god, that's cripplingly bad behaviour. <laughs> but then the poor goalkeeper, he threw the thing at the guy, the piss filled bottle and got sent off. <laughs> yeah. Um what else we got? What else we got? Oh, uh, STIs are an all-time high for the over 65s. Rubbers numb the feeling they've got that Boris Johnson vibe. I went to see my uh, I went to see my nan yesterday. It was a it's her 94th <laughs> birthday and she's in a <laughs> Is she riddled? <laughs> she's riddled well. She's been she's been proposed to three times, Stephen. Are you fucking joking? Since so she's been in a home for like, I don't know, three months and she's had and she's... three proposals. Wow! Yeah, Three man. proposals. Yeah, has she turned them down? Yeah, man. I mean, good pussy ages well. Good, mm, like a fine. <laughs> are you okay, Adam? Adam, are you okay? <laughs> oh God! That's what you get for talking about your your pussy <laughs> like that. I think. Um, Adam's chair collapsed like this is a 90s sitcom it's a TV town please absolutely are you okay mate my chair broke are you getting that is oh oh god it, it like completely collapsed on you it's been buckled for weeks Oh, God. Are you all right, though? You haven't hurt you. I'm absolutely fine. Right, okay, God. Oh, I'm going to have to do the rest of the show from my knees. <laughs> classic, cl- classic Boris position. 
Hello and welcome to TV Town. Um, right, I'll go first. So I watched um, the Ryan Reynolds Will Farrell movie. Uh, what's it called? Splendid or something? No, it's uh, it's on the Disney Channel. Ryan, good, good way to start. This, I've nailed it. I've, I've really kicked out of the really, really well informed starts of the section. Spirited, spirited. Yeah. Uh, fun, fun Christmas movie. Uh, enough gags to get you through. Something to watch with a family over Christmas or on your own. Really good. And then uh, I watched uh, Netflix's Netflix's new uh, kids film, which is called. Oh God! Why can't I remember any of the titles? <laughs> Uh, Slumberland, that's why I can't remember them because they're terrible titles uh, Slumberland, uh, Jason Momoa <clears throat> really good, really liked it fun, definitely aimed at the younger audience, I watched two kids films and I watched uh, Joe Lysett's new stand-up special which might be one of the best stand-up specials I've ever seen so definitely get, definitely buy that incredible Okay, I can do that, I watched a good stand-up special I watched Ari Shafir's special on Netflix is Ari Shafir seems to be one of those guys who does like tell alls and just lets you lets you know all the comedy tea. Yeah, it was good. It's really good. It's called Jew, his new special um, on YouTube only. Really funny. Yeah, yeah, really good. He, he, is is his podcast called Septic Tank? His podcast is called Septic Tank. Yeah, it's really good. Really long, but but pretty weird. I yeah. like it though. Really enjoyable. I've been uh, I've been just mainly mainly engaged in watching all the spooks again for some fucking horrible reason. I think I'm depressed. Yeah, that's depression TV. That um, I forgot how brutal it was though. In the second episode, a, a, a lady who was like not an actual spy, but she was uh, worked in the office, like doing the admin, and she was brought in to help out on a case. Weirdly, yeah, and, yeah. and uh, she was killed by an Irishman. Who boiled her head in a fryer? Fucking hell! Yeah, yeah, it was spicy. Boiled her head in a fryer and then shot her in the head. He did. Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah, it's good. And then I've been just been catching up on uh, Master Chef The Professionals, which has been a pretty poor season, really. Not the best because they've got rid of the lovely Monica and they've got this annoying lady on there now who's not the lovely Monica. No, and for some reason, they're still doing this really weird thing that I don't understand. During COVID, they spaced out the presenters, as was de rigueur, yeah? Yeah. MasterChef, the professional solution to this was they made one of them go and sit in a room and put some headphones on and watch from a distance, whilst two of them stayed out front. But they're still doing that this season. Ugh, horrible. It's really odd, really yeah, strange. Horrible. And never mentioned... Yeah, weird. They've even, they've even taken the screens down, and have I got news for you? And Paul Merton's got to be close to death. Yeah, he doesn't look well, does he? <laughs> does not look well for years. Yeah. Every time I look, every time I look at look at those guys, I can't imagine the show without them. But no, they've got to stop, haven't they? Yeah, they got to stop. I think they're just waiting for one of them to die. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a retirement home at this point. But it, it felt like they were old when I first started watching it. 
Yeah, I, oh, yeah. Still, he, um, uh, Ian Hislop's still doing amazing work with Private Eye and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. Yeah, really good, really good. Right. Um, we come crashing to the end of the show. <laughs> Ian Hislop's good, isn't he? Right, okay, cool. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> fucking hell, what's wrong with me? Uh, Jesus, right. Let's go. <laughs> Another five star show. Five stars. This is the only show in which I managed to break a chair. That is, I, I, I was going to record the video. I think we've gone viral, had we? Uh... <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, uh, thanks, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Tell your friends. Um, and uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.